This episode is brought to you by Monkey Nutrition. The association to the Venus Project, of course, is worth bringing up because there was a communication problem I noticed immediately with the Venus Project's work and why they hadn't had much attention after 30 years. Right, so in 08, uh, uh, for the addendum, you featured Jacques Fresco in the Venus Project. Exactly. Right, who's been a guest on our show about mm-hmm. two years ago. He's 96, 98 now. And um, you, know, uh, you can say a lot of things about Jacques, but Jacques was doing this back in the day. Yeah. And you're right, he wasn't getting a lot of recognition at all. Sure. And it was you- just like Buckminster Fuller. Right. Jock and Buckminster Fuller are a pair, even though people tend to see Jock and they forget about the influence of Bucky Fuller on Jock, which is very substantial. None of these guys, or you can even go back even farther to Thorsten Veblen, a tremendous economic mind, economist at Columbia many years back, uh, who put forward the very basic principles Jock talks about, who also was the main influence of what's called Technocracy Inc., which doesn't really exist anymore. It might in some kind of weird pocket, in, in I think it's actually here in England somewhere now. But generally speaking, it started and it was kind of a movement like the Zeitgeist Movement during the Great Depression. It was all about scientific management, literally everything that's generally talked about. But they, again, the the actual applications were not there. They didn't have systems. They had ambiguous notions of energy credits and using replacements for money, missing a lot of the, the nuances that make a lot of that stuff actually inapplicable, which we could talk about more at length. So the communication thing has been there forever because what is the market? It's constantly reinforcing the same values on all of us because of our own need to survive. I mean, it's a real luxury to think about social activism. Uh, Most people are trying, I mean, one in three, a recent statistic in the UK, one in three are one paycheck away from eviction in the UK. Mm. Same in the United States. I mean, when you think about what it means to be, I mean, if I ran out of all my money, which I have very little putting forward to this new film trilogy, I I wouldn't be able to do this. So it's, it's a certain luxury to have the time. I mean, I don't have, I don't have kids, I have a girlfriend, but you know, these, these things add in where you just, it gets to a point where you can't actually pursue it because of the stress inherent to just simply survival and trying to keep things going. And that's something that needs to be brought up and why it's taken so long for this for this awareness to come forward because it's terrifying to people. Okay. You mentioned Fresco, so let's just finish up sure, with that. Sure. That came up in a way, and you were saying about uh, about the Venus Project awareness. I mean, what happened there? As far as what? The split? Or as far as with the... How, how, did you, how did it first come up that you wanted to include him in the oh, movie? Sure. Uh, Originally, not, yeah. not many people know this, but Buck, Mr. Fuller was the original solution for Zeitgeist to Dead Men. Before okay. I knew about Jock, the whole end section was going to be about Buck's work, Bucky's okay. work. Because it's, he, he really is the iconoclastic uh, scholar when it comes to this, with all the literature he's produced and all the community efforts he's done with the World Game. I don't know if you're familiar with that, no, but it was no. a project that he put forward to actually uh, have educational, and, uh, excuse me, educational system, mainly universities, get together and figure out how to actually implement creating enough for all. A real technical approach. It was some ambiguity to it, ambiguity to it, which which uh, is worth addressing at another point. But he really tried, and he really tried to engineer and make this type of civilization happen based entirely upon technical efficiency, not market efficiency. He never went so far to talk about the grand redesign, but it was always implied in his work. So in other words, what separates Bucky and Jock is that Jock went forward and put it all together brilliantly and said, resource-based economy. If we put this all together, we can't use money. It's going to counteract everything that we're trying to do with efficiency. Fuller hadn't quite gotten there yet. But Fuller's technical contribution was actually larger because Fuller went into so much detail and went through. He was fortunate to have many grants and honorary degrees. He actually had a lot of respect, even though he was mainly ignored by the mainstream. But he, he persisted in the academic community quite well. 
And Jock, you know, of course, is distant from the academic, academic community. So he was the original focus. But when I learned about Jock, I'm like, well, this guy's taking the same basic ideas, but he's actually a living. I can interview him, and he has an institution that's putting these things forward as best as best they can. Right. And for the first Zeitgeist movie, you had never heard of Jock before. No. Okay, right. Okay. And so no, I, I'd never thought about these ideas. Right. To understand, I, I, I've always been interested in society, interested in religion, philosophy. Uh, but I was never the kind of person, I was more George Carlin-esque. I just, it's like, oh, let's go to the spectacle, <laughs> the spectacle, this freak show of our society. Look at how crazy and, and, and apathetic and the ridiculous beliefs. And I separated myself in an elitist way. That was my mindset back then. Okay. I was not trying to save the world, but I did have an outrage for it. And I did wonder, it did, it did create angst, obviously, or I wouldn't have made that film. And I think it was deeper in me than I realized. And once the zeitgeist phenomenon hit, it really lifted out of me. It's like, wow, this actually is who I am. This right. is what I need to do. I can't live with myself if I don't talk about this shit because it's, 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 it's not right, so to speak. It's not, I can't, it's like having all these solutions for all this, all these struggling people and not caring enough to apply those solutions and help them. And that's, that's a basic empathic response. Okay. So my empathic response to society was very much energized with all of this. And then uh, you had Jacques, you could interview Jacques, then you guys were kind of the activist arm of the Venus Project. That, that was for a while, and then mm -hmm. that kind of fell apart. That fell apart, and I mean, I, I don't like to talk about this stuff because it creates divisive tensions between the two groups. But ultimately, there was a very, a very childish reaction after moving forward occurred, where out of nowhere, the Venus Project decided that the movement wasn't promoting them properly, even though the movement had facilitated their world tour, Jacques had been given every, every moment to speak to everybody in the movement. Jacques went publicly and said, Peter Joseph in the movement knows nothing. He did a, little, a bunch of rather aggressive things, childish things in my mind. And I think they stem, unfortunately, from a kind of ego association. He felt like it was getting away from him because other people were promoting it, other people were you know, sourcing all of this stuff that Jacques had. And why it bothered him so, I'm not quite sure. That's for someone else to decide. I don't really like to harp on that because I don't like seeing any more d divisive stuff. Right. I, no, and I agree. I, and I don't like the, the, that people want to bring it up just as something to talk about. Yeah, I don't like the rubberneckers. But you know, at the same point, I had Jacques here and I asked him point blank what happened with the split and he was like, no, it wasn't about this, it wasn't about this. And then I asked him again. And I think it did come down to a bit of, a, of, a, of an ego issue. He had done this thing all his whole life and I guess if you look at a man's life work and it's one thing to kind of promote it and then when he feels like it's not going exactly how he wanted it, that's the feeling <clears throat> I got that maybe he I just can only, to take I it can back only only symp sympathetically understand how much frustration he must have after so long and working so hard right. and trying to get this type of stuff across. Um, I, so I can see it. I don't, I don't, I, I, frankly, the split was natural. The Venus Project needs to be the Venus Project. Right. It, it's the think tank. It's Jock's work. It has a kind of a detached element. It doesn't really merge with anything else. The Zeitgeist movement really tries to merge. We try to bridge. We try to think, even when it comes to people that are for the market, we'd like to try and bridge you know, libertarian concepts and create a common ground and really try to see if we can get relatability going and then hopefully change minds. I don't see much of that happening in the Venus Project, which might explain why they were kind of dormant for so long. It took some some kid to come along and throw them in a movie that was a lot was very controversial and had a very uh, heavy communicative uh, lure, as okay. those films seem to have had, uh, to bring them into into a focus for globally. Excuse me, and I'm very happy that I was I was a part of that. But things have changed and things evolve, and sometimes evolution isn't pretty. The Zeitgeist movement has evolved greatly. Our detail with what we describe and the type of research our lecture team and, and everybody, in fact, have come forward and 
put together just tremendous new ways of thinking about these ideas and specifics, uh, design criteria, how to actually implement an algorithm to create this society, how to really think about what it means to be technically efficient on multiple levels. Systems theory is something that Jock will talk about, but it's not given the detail. If there's any criticism I have of the Venus Project's communicative, communicative work is that they're too ambiguous sometimes. You know, you go through Jock's book, which is wonderful if you know how to think critically in research, but there's not one source in the whole thing. You know, you have to, if you're going to be scientific, you have to give evidence-based reasoning for everything, and you have to give causality. Chains of causality mean you have to show the evolution. You can't just say nanotechnology will resolve this in the future. That doesn't help anything. You're not going to get anybody on your side by saying that. You know what I mean? Right. And This week on London Real, we're taking you back to our 2012 interview with futurist Jacques Fresco. We must eventually design a language that's not subject to interpretation. Whenever you talk to people, you think you're talking to people. It goes in their ear and comes out in relation to their background. Hmm. They don't hear exactly what you say. There is no way you can think outside of your culture. What if we elected you president this year and you started in the Oval Office January 20th, 2013? I'd be shot in three days. <laughs>